unsolved mysteries of the reservation. Get spooked. Don't witch me now. Dang. The witch. I have to check my Hedabagas now. No, but uh, if you don't know, I'm one of the hosts, Russell Sun Eagle. I'm Tyler Randall. And I'm Chris Hill. Yep, and we're here to talk more about a lot of stuff, actually. But we have some stories from online, so thank you, everybody, for sending in your stuff. Yeah, my Um And we're just going to read them and then probably just conversate about them. And then might talk about more movies. I don't know. I don't know. We just kind of, <laughs> we have a subject we talk about, but then we just talk about other things, too. So it all I enjoy com- it. Yeah. yeah. It all comes back to the old primal rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Don't get me started now. Did you guys watch it though? Yeah, you know it. Yeah, Man, it was, I left uh, out that episode, bought it, and then watched it, and then watched it again. That was a bad movie. It's crazy. Yeah, I think you and I was talking about it online. Yeah, it's like, did he do what I think he did in that cave? Yeah, with that girl. Yep. <laughs> yep, he sure did. <laughs> so my buddy. So from Rob from Classic Wolf Podcast, he, I told like he heard our episode and he's like, I'm gonna watch that movie, and I was like, Yeah, do it. I was like, Let, let me know what you think, and and then after he didn't even say anything, he just said, Dang, <laughs> like a couple hours later, <laughs> Dang, yeah. And man. then he went to that scene in the cave and he sent me that on Snap. <laughs> like, he's doing it Diggy style. <laughs> I was like, Dang. He's like, damn, I didn't know some movies like that. I was like, so he yeah, was chief in that movie, boy. He didn't play around. He didn't damn. ask nobody. He just did what he wanted to do. I was like, oh my god. I want to do an episode breakdown on that too, because man, that that I, I mean, they was calling him Oma. I mean, they had a lot of native uh, elements to it, you know. I like his uh, mask. Yeah, the mask he wore, but, the gear. Yeah. I mean, he was just. Ramboed out. Yeah. And there's a keen making of documentary on there, too. It talks about the, the guy who made it. The movie, the guy that directed it, he was in the suit. And they showed that suit. I mean, that suit was crazy. Really? I mean, all the, you know, it was like all practical effects. And they had like these string of wires like this coming out of the back of it to move his face and move his mouth and stuff. Like mm. a little remote control. Oh, it's wow. crazy. But it's cool. It's real cool. Mm. But yeah. I didn't know they had a, what'd you call that, after the movie? Yeah, it was like a making of. It's on the DVD, because I had to have a physical copy of that thing, because, yeah. And it might be a a commentary, I'll have to check it out, but I always watch those kinds of things. I just got to know, I had to know who made that movie, you know what what I mean? Was it Indian, though? I know know it was. I know it was. (laughs) Don't say it wasn't. I know it was. It was Comanche or Coward. For the sake of the show, we're going to give him that honorary (laughs) title. You know, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna give him that blanket. <laughs> the blanket. Give, give him that chief's robe, boy, yeah. that buffalo robe, <laughs> headdress, even. Yeah, he's got a special place in our all our hearts on this show. But, mm-hmm. mm, but yeah, so I mean, we we always talk about that movie. But <laughs> go watch it. Go watch it. If if you're out there and maybe you you're a city Indian and you want to know how real Indians 
R, watch that movie. (laughs) 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 That's crazy, man, that movie. I would have never known about it had you not brought it up. (laughs) That's the best one, man. I tell you what, that that thing couldn't be beat. I know that, but. I always thought Harry and the Hendersons was the best oh, yeah. Bigfoot movie, that. but yeah. not until I saw Primal Rage, because he's been doing some things that Harry wouldn't even be thinking about. <laughs> Did they make just one of those? or Man, they should make a bunch of those, no, but I mean, they only uh, made one. Harry and Henderson. Well, it was a TV show, too. Was it a TV show? Yeah, they made it into a TV show, but they oh, only did one. Yeah. okay. I never seen that TV show though. I never seen it either. Yeah, I think it only went for one season, probably. Mm. It was one of them. So I remember. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember the movie a little bit. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. That movie was good though. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got a buzz in them. Anybody else hear that? I oh, was at your phone. Probably. Uh, oh yeah, because I'm about to read some stories. Yeah. Well, Chris, you said you had a story you wanted to share with us about the last episode, which if you haven't checked that out, Haunted Dolls, go download that now. Um, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this story comes from an individual. She didn't want to uh, name her name or, or anything, but so I'll just say she's from Indian country, and that could be anywhere. And uh, she wanted to share this story with me, and... and uh, she said it'd be all right to, you know, say, tell this story, and I, I hope I do it justice because, you know, uh, she told this to me, and, you know, sometimes my memory's not always there. So you guys have to bear with me. And, again, if I mess up this story or left something out, I, I blame that on Russell. No. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> But, uh, no, uh, uh, she said that uh, <clears throat> her grandmother always uh, uh, collected dolls. And, you know, as a little girl, uh, her grandma had this one kind of like it was like a little closet type thing. It had all these dolls in it. And uh, she said uh, uh, her grandma always said, you know, you can play with, you know, any of those dolls if you want. Just take good care of them except for one. And she said that doll... You know, it, it was kind of set up above all the other dolls on a high shelf. And uh, uh, she said, you know, uh, she always looked at that doll and, you know, she always wanted, you know, wanted to play with it because it was, she wasn't able to play with it. So anytime you have something that, you know, you're not supposed to play with, you know, you, you definitely want it. But anyway, uh she would go and stay with her grandma and, you know, uh, uh, and this room was in her, her, her grandma's room, you know, and, and, uh, she said, you know, growing up at her grandma's house, it was always a good time going over there, you know, they'd braid each other's hair, you know, she'd teach her how to cook and talk her language and tell her stories and, you know, she'd always have a good visit over there, but, you know, at night, you know, uh, she noticed that, you know, her grandma would always uh, take, you know, just a kind of like a, a, a meal offering to that doll room. You know, she would set out, you know, just a little bit, you know, from their meal. You know, if you guys 
know about, you know, those, uh, I don't know how you say, spirit plates. You know, that's basically what she was talking about. And, you know, for some of you guys that don't know what spirit plates are, is, you know, they just take, you know, just a little bit from each thing that they were going to eat. And it goes to the, you know, the spirits, you know, and they also put water. You know, a lot of tribes, they, they practice this at their funerals. So, anyway, I'm going to skip ahead. You know, she she you know, would always, in the evening time, give that, that doll room a spirit plate. You know, and she never knew why. You know, she always thought, well, you know, it's kind of strange, but. You know, she knew what a spirit plate was for, but she never put one and one together. You know, and and uh, sooner, you know, as time went on, she got a little older, and then, of course, Grandma passed away. You know, and her mama, which was, uh, uh, what do you call it, her her grandma's daughter, which was her mom, you know, told her, said, you know, the reason, you know, her mom wouldn't allow nobody to play with that doll was because she had a sister that passed away when she was real little. And that doll was dressed up and fixed and looked like her her sister that passed away. And, you know, like I was telling y'all before in that previous show, you know, some people would do that, you know, to give a spirit, you know, you know, time to, to utilize that, and so, you know, she was still kind of young, she was, said she was probably around 13 at this time, you know, when her grandma passed away, and, you know, they were, had all these dolls, and, uh, uh, there was a lot of, I guess, granddaughters, and nieces, that you know belonged to that family so they divvied up all those dolls to all those girls but her mom was the oldest of all her siblings so she kept that one doll and uh so her daughter asked her said you know what's so special about that doll and she told her she said well when uh grandma you know when they was growing up, she had a sister that passed away, and and they kind of utilized that doll for her her sister that passed away, and and uh, she believed to give that that uh, spirit of her sister, you know, a spirit plate each night, and she said that when she was growing up, she would hear that thing move around, you know, and talk and and uh, talk in their language you know, to her mom, you know, and, and, uh, they would visit, you know, and, and, uh, next morning, you know, she'd ask her mom, who was she talking to, and she said, I was talking to my sister, and so, again, to me, you know, she, her mom finally passed away, and that doll was, uh, still, still in that house, and, you know, her mom took over, after her grandma passed away, giving that thing a spirit plate all the time. So, you know, when when her mom passed away, you know, they still had that doll, but she uh, ended up putting that doll with her her mom and burying her because she didn't want to, you know, 
I guess. Uh, have to have those kind of spirits around. So mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, you know, that's that's a, a story that someone shared after I had posted, you know, we were going to do this show. And if you guys got stories, you know, that was one that came in. So yeah. I appreciate it for them sharing that story. And I thought it was a pretty awesome story. And again, I hope I uh, did it justice. And I, pro- I know I probably left something out. And again, I apologize for that. But oh. <laughs> wow. Mado for sharing that. That was great. <coughs> that was a great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sending that. We're always looking for more stories. <laughs> yeah, I got one. From a while ago. I didn't get to read it. I was supposed to read it in October, but I had this show lined up and then it didn't happen. But I still got the story. So Natalie Standing Cloud, shout out to you. I'm going to finally read your story. <laughs> I know it's been like six months, but she I told you I would read it. She's like, dang. I told you I would read it. <laughs> so she says, so I was about 14 when this happened. I was asleep in my bedroom. My door is on the other side of my room. Caddy cornered in my bed. It was a normal night, just like any other night until I woke up randomly. I wasn't scared of, I wasn't scared awake, but I could feel someone watching me. In the doorway was a woman or what I thought was a woman. She was definitely female. In a weird way, she was like a woman and a little girl at the same time. She was floating and I was little and was a Oh, she was floating and was a little see-through, but she glowed at the same time like a light. She didn't seem like an alien or ghost. She just gave me angel vibes. I wasn't scared of her, but I asked what she was doing in my doorway looking at me. She said, I'm counting you. I was confused, and before I could ask her what she meant, she asked me if I wanted to come with her to count my mom, who in the bedroom at the other end of the trailer. Now, if you know me at 14, you would know that I'm really uncomfortable in the dark. But the bathroom light was on, and it lit up the hallway so I could see. And as I followed her out the bedroom into the hallway... I could see the kitchen light was on too, so I just walked towards my mom's room following this white light entity. The lady was moving very slowly and floaty, but very quick at the same time, disappearing and reappearing as she made her way through the house. I made it to my mom's room, and then the flash happened and my eyes squinted as my mom turned her light on. She seemed really concerned, asking me what I was doing standing by her bed. I told her I was following the lady and turned to look towards my bedroom, only to see complete darkness. There were no lights on in my house. So now I'm really awake and scared to walk back to my room alone. So my mom came with me. I put my hand on my mom's shoulder and she walks me to my room. I'm super tired and start to get sleepy again. We were almost to my room and my mom asked me if she walked through here. And I got super scared and said, who? Because I'd already forgotten about my sleepwalk with that lady. I'll always wonder why we were being counted. Mm-hmm. Good one, good one. Any thoughts? I like that story. That was that was pretty real. I mean, I don't know what else to say on that one. I'm I'm just shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I wonder That's what crazy. that does mean. Counting. Yeah, I don't know. You're being I'm you're being counted. counted. Yeah. You want to come with me to count your mom? All accounted for, maybe. 
Yeah. Hmm. You know, like I could, you know, just thinking about that. You know, like there's several ways of looking at that. You know, and and you know, count it. You know, maybe she's telling her she's doing good. You know, you count it. You know, like that. You know, and and so, you know, maybe that's what they're referring to. You know, sometimes you need to hear. You know, very often, especially in Indian country, you know, very seldom do you hear someone commending you on something, you know, and and as an individual, you know, sometimes it's nice to just be acknowledged, you know, and, and uh, I know, uh, I know I would appreciate that every once in a while, everybody dogging me for everything, no, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, But yeah, you know that's that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking. To me, it's it's beautiful. You know, you're being counted. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're one of the good ones. You know, that's the way I look at it. You mm-hmm. know, unless I mean, I don't know, but you know, that's why I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had an experience like that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had it. Well, yeah, I've had some stuff, but not like uh, oh well that ghost that Pawnee. But that was when I was a little kid. Mm. I still can't. If I was really seeing something, or if I just because you know kids can see stuff anyways. So yeah, you're so not not vulnerable, but you're so like pure, I guess. Right? Like yeah. you don't really understand a lot enough about it to even realize what you're looking at, I guess, or seeing or talking to or something like you're just mm-hmm. kind of communicating with it. Yeah. Yep. I know. Um, you know, I've done several ghost investigations all over the place, you know, for a long time, you know, and, and uh, you'll be amazed on what messages come across. You know, I, I mentioned this before, you know, I've heard some, pretty heartbreaking messages, you know, to their loved ones, to family members, you know, and also heard stories of, you know, don't, don't be like me, you know, type stories. And, and to me, those are, are, uh, are real hard hitters because, you know, not only is it hard for that family member or loved one to hear it, but, you know, it's also, hard for the investigator to hear you know if you if you got a true investigator out there that understands what they're doing you know getting these messages across and being able to do something with them is a, is a total different thing and to me that's what ghost investigation is all about it's whether to prove if it's real or not real and if you do get a message who's it for and why you know, things like that, you know, you, you see all these ghost shows and, and everybody's in there just wanting to holler around and, and do all this stuff. And, you know, they don't stop and think, you know, that could be someone's mom, someone's dad, brother, sister, or sometimes, you know, a friend, you know, or, or someone that meant a lot to someone, you know, and these messages might be confirmation or or might be something telling someone you know about something you know warning them you know uh for example 
<clears throat> I had uh, been on on this one ghost investigation, and uh, you know, I don't know, you know. Again, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We all, you know, people really don't know people till you know you you know you really know them and. This individual was, uh, oh, I guess what you might say, a good, uh, a prominent spiritual leader within this one Indian community, and and uh, you know, on the out, out, outlook, you know, you know, you think he was this up and up guy, you know, this, but you know, when he passed away, you know, he passed away in a fast and sudden way, and. And, you know, that spirit of that man, you know, came and, you know, basically told us that, you know, tell my, my family, my, my daughters, you know, not to be like me. Because I made, made a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of wrong, you know, and I should have been better, better at things. And, you know, I don't want them to make the same mistakes as I did that's basically what that spirit said and you know come to find out you know this guy was a heavy drinker you know and, and smoker and you know again you know that old saying you might lie to me you might lie to everybody but you know one person you're not gonna lie to is the creator you know he's gonna know and, you know, we all beat our end. And during that time, that's when we, that's when we'll be judged. You know, whether you believe that Christian way or that ceremonial way. That ceremonial way was actually more strict than that church way. You know, nowadays everybody thinks that ceremonial way is all slack, you know. And church is more strict, but no. Back then, those old Indians had old, strong ways, and you were supposed to follow those ways. You know, they were they weren't like the church where you can ask for forgiveness. No, these ceremonial Indians they were to the book. You know, you you did something wrong, you didn't live right. That you're gonna get what's coming to you, and if you harmed or hurt individuals, then you're really gonna get it. You know, so, you know, sometimes those messages that you get, you know, you know, it, it's up to you to try to get it to that individual if you know uh, know of them or, or, or whatever. And sometimes these families don't want to hear stuff like that. You know, they want to believe what they want to believe. But when it comes from that individual per se, then... You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look at that, Tyler. Yeah. Well, you said you did some paranormal investigations, and I got a story. Um, it's a brief story uh, that was sent to me by a friend of mine that I had gone to elementary school with. Um, so shout out Matthew Frazier. If you are listening, um, he said that he was in an old orphanage in Guthrie 
And do you know of any orphanage that's in Guthrie that you know of? Because I don't know which one he's talking about because this is all I got. Guthrie's has a, a, a several haunt. Well, it has a famous haunted one that, you know, you hear on its own ghost adventures and all that stuff. Yeah. And so there is one up there in okay. Guthrie. He says it's now a bed and breakfast and there's an old hospital. He said it was all out of control. Um, I said, well, zoom in. <laughs> he said, I can't. <laughs> but um, anyway, he says that the orphanage, um, I guess for whatever reason he was there, he didn't really go on into tell me that, but he said there was a shadowy figure that crossed in front of us in a hallway. And then it says it was clear as day. And then the second thing is in the orphanage, um, we were sitting up in the bell tower looking out over the town and kids started running down the hallway laughing. And he said, that's really what scared us and got us the hell out of there. The hospital down in the basement area, there was what looked like a morgue. They still had tables in there and we were just kind of walking around and talking and then their lights started flickering. And he said, there's no power at all there. And we hauled out as, and we, well, we hauled out of there as fast as we could. And we never went back. And he said, but the orphanage, we did go back a few times. And that's the story that I got from him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't know if there's any kind of haunting stories. I know Guthrie used to be the capital of Oklahoma for the longest time. Oh, yeah. Um, there's several, you know, super haunted places there in Guthrie because of that. You know, it's uh, one of old, one of the oldest, you know, towns here in Oklahoma, but they also had, you know, like you said, an orphanage. And if I, if it, he's talking about the same one I'm thinking about, it was an orphanage, it was a hospital, it was several different things, but like you said, now it's a bed and breakfast. And they do ghost investigations there, and they also have a murder mystery thing that you can pay and go in there and do so both of them I hear are pretty exciting I've never had an opportunity to go I've always wanted to uh, but I never got a chance to but if that's the place he's talking about yeah it's well known I mean it's I think a lot of people go there especially in Oklahoma I, uh, and again like I said you know Ghost Adventures did several places in Guthrie mm-hmm. and I, I think that was one of them that they did and um I think they also had an asylum there, too, a big one. And uh, I think it was also a prison, a jail or something like that. And I might have that confused, but, you know, again, I've heard several stories about Guthrie and and the things that they have there. And and, uh, I don't know why I haven't been over there, but I've always wanted to. You know, I just never got that opportunity, but I'd love to go and check it out, you know. Man, I've never heard anything about Guthrie. That'd be interesting to go, like, check stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, pull it up on your phone if you got it. Got yeah, I got it. it right and uh, they do, like, a uh, certain time of the, uh, I don't know if time of year, but I know they they start advertising for them, you know, those ghost hunts and those uh, murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew <clears throat> there was a story, because um, I went to school at OU, and there was, like, a, I think it was all called like connections or something like that, like right across the street and kind of down a little bit, about a block from the art museum or the art school there uh, where Fred Jones museum is. It's just like almost right across the street there. 
I don't know if y'all remember it or not, but um, it was big news when I was going to school there is one of the, uh, it was like a, I don't know, it wasn't like a rehab or, I don't really want to use the term like, man, I don't really want to be all non-PC about it, but like where they put mentally sick people. Oh, asylum? Yeah. I didn't know if that was the right word to use or mm-hmm. not. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to really watch my language because I don't want to offend nobody yeah, out I don't there. Know, you know? I don't know the proper word. But you either. know what I'm talking about, yeah. like a psychiatric type of or like a rehab i don't really know but it was just i think it was called connections anyway um one night i guess one of the patients there beheaded his roommate like in the tub and he carried his head and this is true this is true um and he threw it away like in a dumpster and it was by this cd place this music store that we all used to go to i think it was called cd world i think is the name of it but anyway um so shortly after that happened, though, they shut that place down and they, you know, but I guess they just left like all the furniture and stuff. And then at night, I mean, it's creepy because they just let it kind of over, get overgrown and stuff like the grass would grow up because nobody was taking care of the facilities no more. And people would tell like you could hear people tell stories that they would hear like chairs like sliding across the floor at night, like inside there, like nobody that I know of, nobody was brave enough to go in there, but you might hear like moans or like people talking, but there was supposed to be empty mm. and like there might be a single light on just weird things would happen in that building. Man, I haven't been down there in a long time, so I don't know what it is now, but it was a big, pretty good sized building if memory serves correctly, you mm. know. But, I'd have to go check that out. I'd, I'd like to see if I could maybe go in there. But, you know, I know Norman itself, you know, um, is, is a bad place because of OU. No. <laughs> so you're talking about OSU now. It's all right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oklahoma State, Cowboys, go Pokes. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Yeah. I know your your aunt would agree with me. Yeah, so, she sure would. Um, yeah, and so, my cousin. So, yeah, so you got a lot of alumni coming come around here. So we're gonna <laughs> represent on there. No, I'm just kidding. But I know the, uh, what I was going to say about Norman is they have several places. We we did a couple of ghost hunts up there in Norman, and uh, that one little strip. You know, they got like a little lot little uh stuff like you were except explaining they even have a bigfoot store there and uh i think there's an old uh, theater are you familiar with that yeah there was like the center uh, theater yes yeah yes. the center theater and, and that's supposedly super haunted we went in there and and uh you know uh, the thing on these a lot of these ghost investigations sometimes you can be in there all night and not catch anything or, you know, you may not catch nothing on audio or video, but you might have your personal experience or you might see something or hear something, you know, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I think when we were there, we did have experiences, but we never really caught anything on camera or audio. I got one picture of the famous barber shop there on that strip. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just super distorted. Looks like lightning bolts all through it. I was gonna post it on my Instagram coming this week. You know, kind of showcase where I've been. 
But, you know, I know people probably look at all this and all that, but I just say, all y'all. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But, but, yeah, Norman has a lot of places. But the thing, uh, one of my nephews went to school there, too, and he always talked about the library there. Yeah. And he has a picture of something that he caught in the library, you know, and I've heard, you know, several students, you know, had, you know, some unusual videos and hickeys coming from out there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm it's just all, kidding. No, I'm it's just all kidding. the ghost cold sores. No. <laughs> Dang, I don't know about that, but anyway, but no, he did have a, an unusual uh, picture of an apparition on his phone in the the library, that, the library. Yeah. and I was told that you know a lot of people have seen it, caught video of it, and, yeah, and they even caught voices there at that school library. So, you know, I do know, you know, Norman, you know, just like any other place, you know, has a lot of spooky places. But you know, as far as we went, we did that couple of those businesses on that strip. One of them was the uh, the theater and then this barber shop. And there was another store that we did over there. And out of all three locations, you know, we didn't really catch anything on, on video or audio, but we did get a lot of people that was that went with us on that 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 tour all experienced something. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, again, you know, I thought that was a pretty cool place. And yeah. if you're down in Norman, you know, I know they have several different ghost tours, you know, take you to the places. At least let you know which one is which, and then it's up to you to kind of figure out if you want to go in there and yeah. follow up. But <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of cool places there in Norman that is, uh, I guess, how you say, super active. Yeah. Now, there's a book that was self published, and I have it. It's just called um, Campus Ghost Stories. And, uh, Man, I got, I've had that book for a long time. I read it when I first got it, but nothing out of memory just sticks out, you know, other than just typical stories, you know. But I'll have to pull that book out and maybe check it out. But yeah, it's it's about campus. It's about Norman. It's about OU. And just all the people seeing stuff in the dorms and, like you said, the library and some of those old places down I, around Campus Corner. Yeah, I also heard the... Uh, what is it, the School of Law, or what do they call it, the Law School up yeah. there? That building uh, is supposed to have a couple of apparitions that roam that. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen any pictures or anything like that, but I've heard a lot of stories that yeah. come from that and that way. So, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I only know that the scariest place that I could think of in Norman is... My friend David's bathroom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> There's some, so some had, real oh, evil. Had that chubacabra. Lots you in there. Sitting in that bowl like that. Well, after that quesadilla. Get out of here. Trapped in there. Yeah. That's some real evil spirit in there, man. I've man, been I, in there. I've seen, I, in there. I, I've seen those chubacabras down at work, boy, and those O's, boys. Looking at you. Now you have to fire them with those brushes, boy, to get in there. Boy. Do that old kung fu. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not. Those are for real, boy. Uh, I 
after Taco Tuesday, boy, you better, <laughs> better watch out. No, <laughs> Tara Humara's man will get you. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> you ever see anything at Norman or at the dorms? Uh, no, not really. But I tell you what, um, there's some creepy old houses down around there. I know that much. I I lived in one, and uh, there was uh, I lived in a house off University. I think it was 509. Why I remember that, I have no idea. Mm. But uh, it was a, this old house that had been converted into a uh, apartments. And you basically like rented a room out of this old house. And I don't know, there's just like a lot of bad stuff that that happened. And I used to kind of date one of the girls that lived in the attic because you'd have to go up these stairs and it was just like this big flat area was she real well we call her polly you're a thing but no. No, i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> we had to deflate her at the end of the night those kind of haunted dolls you don't want to hear about no. haunted dolls <laughs> Keep the show clean. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. But no, nah, for real though, like you would lay up there at night though, and you would hear like scratching, and you know she was ah oh, just mice or you know it's just you know squirrel or whatever. But I don't know, man. Like I just know that like the back fence, like there's this place called Othello's, mm-hmm. and it was literally like in the back, you know, just back behind there it was like this bar, and everybody went there and. I don't know. It was just that's where it was at, and you'd always hear like scratching and um, things like that. I remember laying in bed one night, and I had a poster like on my wall, and uh, man, that poster! It felt like something was behind that poster, mm. and it kind of reminded like kind of like sat up and turned the light on. Man, you could see that poster kind of like move up, kind of like kind of reminded me of like that old Tom and Jerry, you know, when the mouse runs underneath the carpet that little you know what I'm talking about like you know what I'm saying like yeah. had that little bulge or whatever but you could kind of see it like working its way up all the way to the top of the poster and it just stopped dang so that's like the only like creepy thing that I hmm. experienced and it only happened that one time other than just like being up there in that attic apartment and just hearing scratching at night and stuff like that but she just said oh it's just squirrels or it's just mice and I just thought, man, I don't want to wake up. It's like a squirrel. <laughs> roaches. Man. Yeah. So this one, Oklahoma roaches, too. Boy. Look like drishies. He's in there making a cup of coffee. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> I'm just sitting at the table. My legs crossed. <laughs> well, you know, uh, people um, don't realize, or I don't know, um, you know, universities and schools, you know, where people have had to stay stay the night, you know, at dorms and stuff, you know. Majority of these places are haunted, you know, because mm. you had students either commit suicide or they uh, overdosed on something, you know, way back then or, you know. So, you know, with that being said, you know, a lot of schools, you know, have hauntings and, you know, it, to me, it makes sense because, you know, you got these student, these young guys that are so stressed out, you know, and, and maybe the life's gotten to them, you know, and, and, and you know, they they done something to themselves. So, 
you know, it, to me, it only makes sense that a lot of these schools or universities are haunted. You mm-hmm. know, I, I used to work in education and, um, you know, I'd go to like these different schools for, you know, different conferences and different, you know, meeting the students and stuff like that, trying to get them signed up for scholarships and whatnot. And, and, uh, you know, again, you know, me being me, I'd always ask, you know, the locals, you know, about ghost stories and stuff like that. And dang, every one of those campuses I went to, you know, they would talk about a dorm or one of the schools. And of course, you come to find out someone died in there, you know, from whatever reason. And so, you know, a lot of those hauntings, they do have, I don't know what you would say, documentation that someone did pass away in a in a in a bad way so you know with that being said you know when they pass away like that sometimes you know they can't move on you Mm. know and and without without assistance and Mm. so i'm not saying that they can't move on but you know sometimes you know they they need a little help so to me it uh makes only sense you know a lot of these universities are are like that and I, you know I again I've, I've been in a situation where I've been lucky to visit a lot of these places and hear those stories and and actually go see you know these these haunted places on campus and uh, anyway but I'm always excited to hear new ones and learn more so if you know you, the listeners out there might have a old school story, you know, that they might have went to school or wherever, you know, send that in. I know, you know, a lot of them probably have old boarding school stories. I know, uh, you know, people don't think of it, but, you know, I know there's still Indians that go to boarding schools, you know, even to this day, you know, they're not as prominent as they used to be, but there still are Indian boarding schools out there and and so I know people's probably got stories of those too. And so, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, <clears throat> I got one from IA. Um, but I understand it because it was a brand new dormitory they built. Cause there was a, the lower ones. Well, the first one, I guess from the, when they first began, they were called casitas. But I never had anything down there. Like I never people, but people would talk about, the shadow thing jumping from roof to roof and it was like this giant shadow or whatever but i never seen it i never i never seen it i never heard anything the one thing i did hear one time this will i'll tell that after but it was like after i moved out from those dorms and we lived in these new dorms brand new dorms and it was like uh i think it was my first semester in there i don't know i was i got i got done with something I think we're seeing my friends or something no, I was tired I went to my room and I put my iPod on and put my headphones on and my roommate was gone somewhere I think he was in the studio painting or something and I just I was like I'm tired like I'm gonna go to sleep and then I just put my headphones on and I put my iPod on and I shut my lights off and I like it dark like I like I pitch out like I make everything pitch black like I like it dark and there's no lights or anything in there. So I'm just laying there. And I'm like, just jamming out. <laughs> like, and I'm like, um, just kind of distracted from the song. And anyways, like, my bed is to the wall. And by, like, 
there's a light switch. So there's a light right above your bed and then there's the actual like room light. And so I'm just laying there and on my bed, like my eyes are closed. So I couldn't see if anybody came in or not. But on my bed, it was like somebody sat down like right by my leg and you could feel the, you know, when you're laying in bed and there, you could feel somebody sit down and you could feel that weight shift. And so I was like, oh, it's probably, you know, Charles or somebody, you know, because I leave my door open. Like I leave my door open. We all left our door open and we just walked into each other's rooms and just hung out. And then anyways, I took my headphones off and it was still dark. And I said, what's up? <laughs> and then, Nobody said anything. And that weight was still there. And I was like, hello. And then nothing answered. And I turned that light on and like it was nothing was there. That and the bed shifted up like like it got up like right before I turned the light on like and then I turned the light on real quick and I was like oh wow I was like whoa so I was texting everybody and then just went and hung out in my friend's room because I was kind of freaked out and I went back after my roommate I texted my roommate I was like when you come back because I'll probably a couple hours and I was like telling everybody what happened I was damn am I tripping I was like I was like, am I sure? It was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was real or not. I was like, am I tired? Am I too tired? I don't know. But I remember that. I remember like an actual like weight. It wasn't heavy. It was just like a average sized person sat there. And they were just sitting there. And then I, yeah, I took my headphones off and I was trying to talk. And, you know, luckily nothing answered back. <laughs> I was like, what's up? Who is that? <laughs> Nothing answered me, and I flipped my light on. And there's another time where we were at um, this lady's casita. We all hung out over there, and we were—I think we were telling ghost stories. I think we were. And then, like behind the casitas, there's like an open field. There's an open field, and then like beyond that, there's some houses, and then pitch black in that field. Like no, you can't see anything. Anyways, we're like talking and we're telling like some ghost stories and the lights are on. And I think there's like nine of us in that room. And then somebody's telling a story. I can't remember what they're talking about. And then all of a sudden, like you hear this baby crying, like an actual like baby cry from that field. Mm. And it's like, it's kind of faint. Somebody heard it and they go, shut up, everybody shut up. And it got real quiet. You could hear like in the distance. Like way out there, and we're like, "Is that a baby?" And then somebody's like, "I'm gonna go find it." And I was like, "No, no, no!" I was like, <laughs> "Hold on!" I was like, "Wait!" I was like, "That can't be. Nobody has a baby around here, like an actual like infant, because everybody had kids, but they were like five years old and up. Like this is an actual baby crying." Mm. And then this person was like, "Man, what if it needs help? Like, what if?" And I was like, "Hold on! Like, wait, 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 just..." Everybody chill. Like everybody like we're all like chilling out. And then it stopped. And then when it started up again, it was closer. Like it got moved from way out there to I'd say about midfield or something. But you could tell it was closer. And then we just sat there and like listened to it. And it cried for like five minutes. And it stopped again. And then I think his name was Steven, I think. He's like, I'm gonna go out there. Oh, I'm going out there. Who's coming? <laughs> I was like, hold on. I was like, well, if it starts crying again, maybe we should go out there. 
And I kid you not, man, it started again. It was right by the window, right by that window where it was open. Like there, it was open, but there's a screen on it, but it was like right there. Like, cause there's the house, there's a road and there's like a ditch. And I think it was right in that ditch. And I was like, bro, something's playing with us, man. Like it knows we hear it. And he was like, let's go look. It's right there. And I was like, no. I was like, it moved all the way from over there. Like, no baby's going to get up and walk over here. Like, it was an actual, like, infant crying. And then it stopped, and then we never heard it again. And that was like, we're, we talked about that for, like, weeks. And we kept asking her. We are like, you hear that? You, do you ever hear that again? She's like, no. Like, I don't hear anything like that. And we're all like, there's no babies around. Like, why would a baby be in a field? And how would it move? Somebody said it might have been a panther. But I don't know if there's panthers over there. You know, because ba- panthers sound like babies. When yeah. yeah, they try to lure you. But I don't know. It just seemed like like a like it could have been a panther. But I, I don't know. Like, maybe it could have seen our lights, the housing or whatever, and walked over there. But I don't believe that. Like, I think it was like something else. Like, cause somebody was saying, well, it could have been, I forgot the name of it, but to lure you out there and to take you away or something like that. That's what that one guy was like, let's go out there. <laughs> I was like, no, dude, like, hold on. <laughs> if we're going out there, we're all going out there. <laughs> all 10 of a, us. <laughs> let me write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we never heard it again and she never heard it again. And there was no stories. Like we're waiting on a story from the paper. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. And yeah, that was Dan. That was like 2011. Never heard anything. Never to this day, like nothing, nothing about that. Mm. So I was like, and then we like went ghost hunting one time, but I think we just freaked ourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> we went around the around the whole campus, and I think we just freaked each other freaked each other out. I've I've been to that campus before. I you know? yeah. yeah, and uh you know it's kind of got that desert feel to it, mm-hmm. you know, but you know that area has a lot of history too, you know, where that school was built. You know, you had a lot of old tribes that was, you know, home homelands to that area. And uh so I believe, you know, maybe what you heard was real, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, panthers do make that sound, but you know, how often are they going to come to a highly populated area? True. You know, and, uh, uh, of course, I know they got pretty good security over that way. So, again, you know, it'd be hard for, you know, something like that to kind of, not to say it's impossible, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, like I said, I've been over to that campus, you know, especially, you know, that center part, you know, where they have the dances and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the and, circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh, to me it's just too active you know and even around those dorms you know it's just too much going on you know but you know again you know who's to say but you know for me you know i would i'd definitely keep my mind open you know so yeah i hear haskell's really haunted oh yeah you know uh, there's a lot of stories coming out uh, out of haskell they've got that several dorms up there that you know they say is just super haunted so 
I've been up there a few times, you know, for different dances and stuff like that, and that's just old school, you know, and and you know, no telling what all was there, you know. Some 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 places like that, you know, you're not dealing with just spirits, but you're dealing with uh, I don't know how you say uh, medicine type issues. Mm. at that school you know and that's why i think sometimes you know they always say it's a rough school to go to you know and i think you know a lot of that has to do with that you know that because i've heard a lot of my friends and relatives and you know like i said i worked in education at one time and i used to send students up there and their success rate was wasn't too high there you know there was a lot of things that went on up there and you know, and when they would come back, I would talk to them, say, hey, you know, what happened, you know, and most of the time, you know, of course, majority of them would say partying, you know, partying got out of hand, but then you'd have those few stories that, you know, either something was bothering them up there or something was in their dorm, you know, and so, you know, I've always heard stories about Haskell and, uh, you know, again, I, I heard stories about Bacon too, Bacon College, you know, their dorms, you know, their lost stories. And again, that's an old Indian campus, you know, originally old Indian campus. And anyway, you got, you've got a lot of history there too. And uh, like I said, you know, I just find, you know, most of these universities, you know, they all have ghost stories, you know, and I think those are the coolest, you know, because depending on what university you go to, you know, you got some of your uh, former leaders of the U.S. that went to some of these, you know, especially these Ivy League schools and the horror stories that come out of those universities, you know, are just pretty, uh, pretty awful, you know, what they do to each other and what they call it, what they call that when they uh, try to get them into uh, fraternity and sorority. Like hazing, hazing, yeah. You know, the hazing used to be like out of the ordinary, you know, just crazy. You know, some people, you know, got you know taken out by some of that hazing, you know. And so I think now most of that super bad hazing is supposed to be what banned from schools now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, but that, you know, it still goes on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. There's all them seeker societies up there. I mean, I've always wanted to know because my nephew, he goes up to Dartmouth, and I think Ian from Native Film Talk also went to Dartmouth. They talk about like how many, a high Native population they have there in those old Ivy League schools. Like what you're saying, you know, you said there's got to be some some stories out there, you know, concerning things like that. Yep. I, I've heard uh, stories that come out of even uh, Yale and Harvard. You know, they got books on the hauntings of those schools. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, to me, I mean, like, man, you would think, you know, these Ivy League schools would would act better, but sometimes they're the worst ones, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it came to, like, hazing and stuff like that. Some of their, like you said, those mm-hmm. private organizations are kind of, Kind of rugged. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Man, yeah. 
if anyone has any dorm stories that I never thought of that. Like, yeah. you know, I, I just recently remembered my time at IA because I've been talking to my friends a lot about IA and it, I just remember that like my experiences with that and they're bringing up the ghost hunting thing. And I think we did just freak each other out with that, but there was one part where the new cafeteria and then me and my friend Natani were outside and we're like looking up at the roof because there's this, it sounded like somebody stomping up there. And I just, I put it off as the, like the electrical, like turning on for the fridge or something like that. But I, it sounded like somebody stomping up there and then, and then we noticed that it would stop. And then when we pretended to not notice it, it would start up again. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, now looking back on it, maybe it was real, but it seemed like it got really quiet when we like, I think we questioned it or something. Like we tried to do it again. Like, you know, cause we were just young dudes or whatever, but like uh, really trying to make it do something and didn't do anything. And I think we said like, see, like, see, it ain't nothing. And all of a sudden it went like somebody, something was running about to jump off of the roof and we took back off inside in the RA office. I think RJ was working. Maybe it was Doug. I think it was Doug. And we ran in there and and we're like, put the cameras on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, we don't have any cameras that go up there. And I was like, man, there's something up there. Like something's up there, dude. And he's like, no, there's nothing up there. And I was like, we heard it like, we heard this stomping up there, and then when we like pro- like provoked it, it it seemed like it ran at us. He's like, "No, that's just that's the fridge, like the refrigeration and stuff." And we're like, "It don't sound like that." Like, and then we told the security guard, "We're like, go up there." <laughs> we're telling him to go up there and stuff, and he's like, "I'm not going up there." <laughs> but I mean, like now looking back on it, I think that part was real, but other parts were just, you know, how people when you're like investigating then somebody oh and they run that's what we were doing like the entire night but that part <laughs> <laughs> dang guys you guys are worrying me now <laughs> uh. <laughs> you got me on that refrigerator I pictured right off those leftovers haunt me Shaking that Tupperware, that old <laughs> butter container, boy, going, trying to get out like that. No, that old Chinese food box <laughs> mystery. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't know. You want you want to say something scary is when you open those old Indian containers, those old plastic, because you don't know what's in those plastic things. You don't know it might be three year old. Uh, Dumplings, dumplings, <laughs> chicken and dumplings. Maybe. Your old wild onions sitting in there. No. You don't know what's in those buckets like that. Could be butter. I know. <laughs> then again, you might hit that gold mine. It might be that fresh meat gravy sitting in there. That. Open that next one next to it. Be a container full of fry bread. No. <laughs> And again, you never know. You might pick open that one right when you bust that lip, boy. That smell just hits you in the face, boy. That bad spirit. I know that, boy. <laughs> I have to smoke it off, boy. Oh my god. 
but yeah, you know, a lot of those schools, you know, I'd like to go to, you know, like a lot of those Boston colleges, you know, where they were, you know, when they first started, you know, those, those are like super old schools and I'd love to go to one of those and investigate but you know the thing i hate is going to places where they've been uh, investigated a lot i like to go to places that are that haven't been investigated you know like i listen to a lot of these podcasts and everybody i'm going out to the cemetery i'm going out to this mausoleum you know where so-and-so was buried and they like Russ will start running when they hear something or see something. They're like, dang, you know, you know something's got to be there. You're going out there to find, you know, you better don't be running from it. You know, that's what you went out there for. Greet it, you know, and take it on or otherwise stay at home. But, yeah, I always hear people say that. I went out to that cemetery and dang, something showed up and we was gone. <laughs> That's uh, you know, in uh, Skytook they have uh, the witch's grave, you know, there, and it's supposed to be this famous place. And anyway, you know, everybody says they go out there and they experience stuff, and you know, that witch will pick you up, and you start floating in there, and you know, it's supposed to be like super, super haunted place. So, you know. I didn't want to go out there, you know, because one, it's a cemetery. You know, that's the city of the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their place. You know, they're supposed to rest in peace. You don't go out there and be bugging them and stuff like that. And, but they said, no, you need to talk to this uh, this old witch. You know, they say, you know, she's got good information. You know, she'll, she'll talk to you and tell you things. You know, so, well... I probably don't want to know anything she's got to say, but anyway, I finally got talked into going out there, you know, my curiosity got the best of me, and went out there, and, you know, I won't say we didn't experience anything, but, you know, I didn't get to talk to no witch, you know, like everybody says they get to, but I did hear a lot of things out there, but again, that's a cemetery. You know, you expo- you, you you expect to get something like, you know, reaching in a barrel full of fish. You expect to stick your hand in there and pull out a fish, but that night we didn't we didn't catch anything. But anyway, you know, I I don't know. You know, these schools and stuff like that. I'd love to kind of go to some of these places that haven't really been able to be investigated and check them out, you know. And, uh, the school I would like to here in Oklahoma, I would like to go see, and, you know, if anybody's listening got contacts, I'd like to come to Northeastern State University and uh, home of Cherokee Country. And I want to come in there and I want to put a creek flag right there. No, I'm just kidding. No, no I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. No, I'd like to do an investigation of that, you know, because I've heard, you know, several stories of Northeastern State University being super haunted. You know, the campus, you know, the dorms, you know, there's a lot of places there. Even in town, they say, you know, certain times of night, you can see things walking up and down those streets. And again, you know, it's a college town. 
Yeah, a lot of youngsters go up there. You know, there was a lot of suicides, a lot of overdose, a lot of uh, rape victims that lost their lives, you know, uh, in that community. And so I don't know of anybody that has gone there and did a, a real uh, investigation of the school. Now, there might be, you know, I, I don't know because, you know, there's ghost hunters all, on every corner now. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I would like to see because, you know, I've had s- several family members that went to school there and they swear up and down, you know, that place is, is haunted, you know, and and uh, I even, I, you know, like I said, when I worked in education, you know, some of those people that I would send up there to school, you know, uh, they'd come back and they would tell me ghost stories because they, they knew I liked those ghost stories and they would say, hey, you know, you know. So certain certain dorm, you know, there was things that was, you know, constantly walked in. It was black shadow. One of those dorms, I've heard from several different students that they have a black shadow that comes into that building, you know, pretty frequently, and everybody sees it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it from several different students. You know, again, they might be, you know, sharing the same story, you know, but <clears throat> for the most part, most of these guys are there's an age difference in these guys and so you know to hear the same story from different you know groups of individuals that don't talk to each other you know there might be something there i don't know so if anybody's got any contacts get me in let me know you know i'd love to love to come there and visit and you know see see what we can find out there i don't know We've got quite a bit of stories. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the people shared. I mean, I know. I had, but then you always get those ones that are always like, "Man, I, do I have a story for you?" Well, tell me. I know, right? And then ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then nothing. Those are the ones I want to investigate. The, yeah. the ghost yeah. stories that people were telling me all these great stories they got, and then when I ask them, then they don't, they don't <laughs> respond back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, I got the best ones going to be the best one you'll ever hear. Yeah, I get that all the time. I get these, well, I shouldn't say crazy, but I'll say they're out of the ordinary. But, you know, again, you know, I know sometimes, you know, the ones that are way out there are probably true, you know. And, and so I can give you guys an example of one that I heard that made me think, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> I said, I think that guy needs therapy. No, I'm just kidding. But, but you know, after I, I kind of heard that story, I thought, well, yeah. You know, it, it makes sense to me. So, Okay, FYI, I done already said this is going to be a crazy story, so. I want people calling in or writing in saying, saying what you're going to say, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the name of this individual. Russell. No. no. <laughs> but, uh, dang. Uh, no, uh, I got called, you know, and, and uh, this guy was telling me, he said, you know, I hear you, you and the ghosts and stuff. And he said, I'm on a dogger. I'm from New New York, New York way, and uh, I said, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Man, I got the, I got the most scary story to tell you." He said, "You know, I've 
I'm uh, I'm gonna tell you this story, and you know, if you ever get a chance, you know, share it with people. And I said, I will, I will. I said, yeah. And he had his wife on the phone too, you know, so I knew, you know, he had backup right there. So, you know, he said, well, he said, you know, I lived on the Onondaga Reservation, and you know, he said, you know, I had taken some classes through the tribe, you know, and I got trained in this manufacturing uh, field. And he said, I got hired uh, by a company in New York City. And he said, he said, I'm, you know, I got, I'm married and I got a kid. And he said, you know, that I had to, you know, take it, you know, because of my scholarship, you know, try to pay for and stuff. And so they said, you know, go ahead and take it, you know, and, you know, that's what we want. We want to make sure our tribal members get to work and stuff. And anyway, he went, accepted the job. They gave him some money to, to get an apartment and kind of get settled in. And of course, uh, New York City is a big place, you know, and they got different, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like here, you know, you got different uh, communities, you know, and he said, you know, with where that manufacturing plant was and the money that he had, he could only afford, you know, to kind of live in that area. And uh, he said it was a rough area, you know, and it was one of these real tall apartment buildings. And anyway, he said he moved in his family and got all situated and was working. And, you know, it was finally payday, you know. So he, him and his, his wife and his kid, they went and got groceries and, you know, got some movies and, you know, got him, rented himself a couple of games, some video games. And so he said all the bills was paid, got full, full uh, groceries, got refrigerator full. And he said, now it's my time. You know, I worked hard, you know, a couple of weeks. And I said, you know, I really had a hard time so you know wife cooked up real good you know and they ate and so it was about time to put baby to bed and told missus go ahead and put that baby to bed and said we're gonna have a night tonight and, uh, so anyway he she was putting the baby to bed and so this was only a, a one bedroom apartment you know because that's you know new york their apartments are pretty expensive, I was told. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, she went and put the baby to bed, and she come out back in the living room, and he had all his elements to relax. He had his 40 on the table, rolled his blunt, and started smoking, and uh, started feeling good, you know. And, and his wife was still, you know, kind of cleaning up in that kitchen part, you know, and he sat there. You know, and he felt someone bump his, his left arm, you know, and he wasn't thinking, you know, he thought it was one of his friends, so he took that blunt, and he passed it, and, you know, he's sitting there playing, and he saw his wife standing in the corner of his right eye, you know, and she just stopped and was looking at him, and uh, he seen, you know, somebody, you know, breathe that smoke out, and, Pass that blunt back, and oh he God. put it. He put it back, <laughs> and uh, 
He said he was really, you know, sitting there and his wife just started, you know, screaming, you know. So he turned and he said, what's wrong? And she pointed at, you know, at the couch. So he turned and looked and he said it was a, a, a young black guy and said he was only from his torso, from his head to his torso. And he said at first he got mad because he, he, he didn't really comprehend what, what was going on. He thought someone might have broke in or what. And mm -hmm. So he said, what the heck? He said, you come in here and smoke my weed, you know, and just get mad. And uh, he said that that spirit got up off that couch and flipped his 40 over and spilt it and then went through the wall. <laughs> oh my god and uh, he said that's a true story and his wife was saying yeah it was it was i was there i seen it, i seen it you know and uh she was saying you know that that made them move out of that place and he, they went back you know to their reservation after seeing that you know and you know, at first I kind of thought, well, dang, that's a that's a crazy story, you know, and you know, smoking up his weed and then spilling his beer. I don't know, but you know, then I thought about it, you know, and I was told that you know sometimes people in this life, you know, if they have cravings, you know, if they died suddenly, you know, they're still gonna have those cravings. And if you think about it, you know, there's a lot of stories out there that relate to issues like that, substance abuse. You know, there's spirits that like that alcohol or that smoke or even that weed, you know. And and, and so it only makes sense that, you know, if they craved it in this life, they're going to want it in the next life mm -hmm. in, uh, in that spirit world. So, yeah, at first I thought, man, that... I don't know if I'll ever tell that story, but, you know, to me, you know, after I thought about it, you know, in that place that he lived, and if you ever been up in New York City, you know, a lot of those real bad uh, low-income places, they're real rugged. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of shootings, a lot of gang violence, a lot of things like that. So it only makes sense, you know, maybe, you know, that guy, that spirit used to live there. Maybe he, he did die as a young guy, you know, and maybe he still wanted to, you know, this guy's partaking, and that's how they used to do it. So, you that's know, maybe. That's what he wanted. Yeah, that's what he wanted, but then he made him mad, so he had to spill his beer like that. Well, be talking to me like that. Well, you come back for it later. I know that. Drinking up, okay. no. come back anytime I want. Float underneath that table. I'll smoke your weed whenever I want. No, I'll drink your bud. Like, no, I'm just like freaking out. Like, if he just passed it, that yeah, blunt, yeah. just like floating. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. Like, just, I thought he was like hold it like this, or like he no, just, just like he grabbed it. it. Yeah, that's and I, crazy. I was sitting there thinking, man, is that? I mean, I don't know, but you know, again, you know. You can't, you can't ever, you know, doubt, you know, some of those things because, you know, evidently this, this, this guy, he, he really, and if you're listening, you know, by some chance, you know, I'm, you know, again, apologize, but, you know, I will say that was, you know, definitely a good story, you know, to hear and, and, you know, 
after I thought about it, you know, you know, I know there are stories that, you know, some spirits do like that drink, mm-hmm. do like that smoke, and sometimes, you know, just like that spirit plate, mm-hmm. you know, they still can partake, mm-hmm. you know, and so if that spirit plate is is doable, then how come these other things aren't doable? Yeah, true. So, that's true. Anyway, you know, wow. after I thought about it, you know, I thought, dang, that's, yeah, that is a pretty cool story. But, yeah. you know, at first, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, my God, man, I don't know. But, <laughs> it's a yeah. little little deep. I know, and I said, dang, I take it that far. But, yeah, he said, dang, he said, after I comprehended, you know, he said, it scared me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, it scared his wife. And so they went back, you know, and that was that. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good one, man. That's a good. I didn't know where it was going. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how I thought it was going to end, though. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't. I mean, you mentioned the the blunt. I thought I thought it was just something maybe video game wise, like a character was doing something weird. But when you said past it, and then he thought it was his buddy, I was like, no way. Damn. It looked like one of those old uh, scary movie, uh, uh, what do they call those, those com- comedy movies? Yeah, the parodies. Yeah. Parodies, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, it looked like one of those. That's what I pictured in my head when he was telling me that. Because, you know, I, I have a real uh, vivid imagination, so if you're telling me a story, I can picture it in my head. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when he was telling that, I, that's the first thing I thought was that scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have a scene like that. Yeah, they do. I, I, I said, dang, I don't know. It's but. with that ghost from Scream, I think. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the go, uh, ghost face. Ghost face, He's yeah. smoking weed with Because uh, his face shorty. is all scary. Yeah. And then they show it back, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang. But was he a ghost, or was he just a he murderer? Was a, he was a murderer. He was a murderer, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I could, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, I get some uh, wild stories out there. But you know, again, you know, I don't mean any disrespect. And you know, like I said, uh, you know, if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. You know, uh, I know I've had experiences too that you know, and I know ain't nobody gonna believe. And you know, sometimes I don't even believe. But you know, again, you know, I know those possibilities out there and. And uh, I won't say I know everything, you know, I'm still learning, you know. And, and so for me to keep that open mind, you know, I, I definitely try my hardest to uh, um, keep an open mind because, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, they always say everybody has that ability to see these spirits and talk to them. But it's us as an individual that either has a closed mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people use all this ghost equipment, but they say your your true self is the best equipment that you could ever use. You know, we've all had that scary feeling. We all know when something bad's going to happen. We all know when, you know, something good's going to happen. So we all can tap into that supernatural thing. But, you know, it, it takes us to keep that open mind so we can see these things and hear these things and possibly even communicate with these things, you know. So, 
you know, if if you're out there and, you know, you're thinking about going out, you know, and having to go talk to ghosts or whatever, you know, remember, you know, have an open mind and be respectful, you know, because someday we're all going to be in that realm. Mm. And, you know, if you don't want nobody hollering at you and making you do tricks, then, you know, don't ask that of them as well, you know. And so, you know, I think if you follow that, you know, of course, it doesn't always work. You know, there's people that was mean in life. They're going to be mean after death. So mm -hmm. sometimes there comes a time when you have to stand your ground and and kind of uh, be forceful. But, you know, for the most part, you know, these are lost souls out there. and They're scared, scared more than you are. Mm -hmm. And so you got to put that in perspective. So if you are wanting to really, truly go out, and and find you know these answers you know go out there with the open open mind and you know in a good way and you know hopefully you know you'll be able to communicate with them and get the answers that you want you know and but then again you know you better be careful because you might get the answer that you don't want to yeah yeah, yeah i believe that guy's story yeah yeah if it if it made them move out, then yeah, because that would freak me out. That would freak me out. Too. Yeah, especially like the way he described it, uh, head torso. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anybody has any stories? Send us, send them our way. Anything, yeah. anything yeah. scary, spooky, cryptid, whatever. We'll we'll read them and we'll talk about them and. Have a good time. Yeah. Rowdy Dilbeck, I am still waiting on your Bigfoot story. <laughs> Send us that story, please. Even if you got that story of that one babe, we want to hear that one too. God. Or the attic with the uh, haunted doll. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I don't know about that one. That's or that one that, you, that one that you took home the next day. Not so, not so pretty. <laughs> Turn into a devil. So shape shift into a wolf. God. <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up on this one. But yeah, everybody send us your stories. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know your experiences or whatever. And we'll read them and talk about them. And yeah. So thanks for the interactions, everybody. That was fun. Go like our Facebook page, Unsolved Reservation. Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation on Facebook. And then Unsolved, Myst Unsolved Reservation Mysteries on Instagram. Go like them right now so yeah uh you guys want to plug up or you know if you get a chance uh, check me out on instagram at christopher honka hill honka spelled h-u-n-k-v and uh, again i got some uh, uh paranormal stuff on there that you definitely won't want to miss oh yeah, you can hit me up on Skoden Cinema. It's just Skoden underscore cinema at Instagram. We also have the Facebook page. We've been trying to share more stuff on there. So, uh, yeah, just be looking for that. Yeah, check me out. Oki Podcast, available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Instagram, Oki Podcast, Facebook, Oki Podcast, website, okipodcast.com. And remember, everybody, respect your local neighborhood ghosts. All right, stay spooky. Bye.